Om Sahana Vavatu Sahano Punaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahe Tejasvinavadidamastu Mavitvishavahe Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Namaste and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Alexandra Savitri Amba, Director of the American Reiki Academy and the Vedic Healing Center. I'm a Reiki master, Vedic healing master, feng shui teacher, and spiritual life coach. I've taught spiritual self-development for more than 30 years, led pilgrimages to India, and studied with Indian gurus. In this show, we cover topics related to metaphysics, Reiki, Vedic healing, feng shui, and spiritual growth. The aim of this show is to help you create a successful spiritual practice that enhances your life, bringing you happiness, well-being, peace, and productivity, so you may become the best version of you. Welcome to today's episode, which is entitled, Chanting 101 Mantra Basics. I'm doing this episode because a few people have asked me what they should do when they are first getting into the practice of chanting Sanskrit mantras. And I want to tell you that this practice will absolutely change your life for the better. And today I will touch upon some of the basics which is why I'm calling this Chanting 101 Mantra Basics. Chanting is part of the Vedic healing curriculum that we teach. So it's one of the portions. And today let's look at what chanting is in the Vedic tradition and some of the basic uh, guidelines. So when you are chanting, you are repeating a sacred sound. All religions really have some sort of chanting. In the Vedic tradition, the act of chanting is called japa. Japa means that which destroys the life and death cycles. So the idea is with the chanting, we will be purifying the being, returning us to our innate, beautiful, loving states. And in that space, we will have learned all of the lessons we have come to the earth to learn, and we will not have to keep coming back here over and over and over again. And that's why they say japa destroys the life and death cycles, that pattern of having to reincarnate. So all day long, through this life and many lifetimes, we have been and we are bombarded with experiences. Every experience 
registers in our being. In other words, it has an effect. It can be good, it can be bad, it can be neutral. And I like to think of our beings as computers. So we store every experience, every emotion, every thought form, and we have reactions to these experiences. Sometimes our reactions are harsh. Sometimes they are seemingly unwarranted, but they are always stemming from some kind of hurt. When we react in a way that is maybe how we would see it less than who we really are. So we behave in a way that doesn't seem so, so high or so uh, loving or so peaceful. We know inside that we could have done better. Thus, it's all a movement away from love when we have reactions that are not so peaceful or loving. Working with the spiritual path returns us to this deep awareness of who we are, and then it returns us to love our innate state, our natural state of being. This can take time, However, the chanting of a mantra is one way to purify the being. In other words, we are an accumulation of so much of these experiences and the debris, the, the negativity from, as I said, lifetimes or could be from this lifetime, With the spiritual practice, we start to wash away all of the dirt and the negative thought forms, the negative emotions, the negative actions. We wash away all of the things that are not really who we are when we are operating in our highest states. So the mantra helps purify us again. And purification means the dissolving of negativity, of anger, jealousy, upset, greed, for example. And these emotions, these conditions don't have to even be expressed simply by having them. And we know when we're having them inside, they are still an expression. I mean, they don't have to be outwardly expressed for them to still be present in the energy field. As an example, the great mantra, the Gayatri mantra, gives us mastery and purity over our thoughts, our words, and our actions. So sometimes in class, I say to the students, If we can even move through one day having mastery over our thoughts, our words, and our actions, then we have accomplished something extraordinary. But even just one day is difficult. 
So japa, the chanting of a mantra, is one way that we can return to our loving, expanded, beautiful selves. And japa is easy to do, it's enjoyable, and it's uplifting. And also it can produce results very quickly. It falls under the science of bhakti yoga. So bhakti is the path of devotion, of opening the heart. Without much work, we chant and the heart becomes transformed. So let's talk about the basics of mantra chanting. Really, this topic is so broad and In this short podcast, we're just going to touch upon some general ideas. The first thing I'd like to suggest is that when you are chanting, you learn a mantra correctly. And this means you pay attention to the pronunciation, the rhythm, so that it has a certain cadence, a certain rhythm. You try to adhere to the traditional teachings. You understand the history of the mantra and the meaning of the mantra. So these guidelines are there for a reason. They help you. And this is why we work with a guru. Typically, a mantra is given to you by a spiritual teacher, a guide on the path, and that guide has delved into the mantra in great, great, great detail and great, great, great devotion and great, great, great study and great, great, great practice of the mantra. So he or she is carrying a tremendous energy around this mantra. In other words, he or she is not just saying these are the words and this is how you chant. He or she has a background with this mantra, an affinity with the mantra, a great love for the mantra. So this is the beautiful concept from India of learning with a spiritual guide. So the second tip for today is to do your japa daily and to do it many times. So remember, japa is repetitious. It is the repetition of the mantra. So this means you do it over and over again, but it is not tedious. It is not boring in any way. It becomes really a glorious and magnificent process that gives rewards very, very quickly. You start to notice your mind being calmer. You start to notice results in your life, the way you 
deal with situations, you start to notice your negative emotions calming down. And you can attribute this to the chanting of the mantra. You also notice your personal power opening up. You notice insights coming to you as your third eye expands. So you'll do your japa daily. And ideally, you'll do it throughout the day. So you can have prescribed times where you chant morning, afternoon, evening, if you can. But none of this should be rigorous. (laughs) Um, Morning, afternoon, evening. Why is this? Why are we, why am I even mentioning this? Again, in some of the podcasts I've talked about, the Hindu trinity of creation, sustenance, destruction. And we keep that in mind during the day as the sun rises, that is the creative time of Brahma, and the sun then becomes high in the sky as the day gets going, Vishnu. And then the sun starts to set towards the end of the day, and the day is over, we wind things down, and that is the energy of Shiva, destruction. So it's creation, sustenance, destruction. So we're going to chant our mantras in alignment with those energies. We're going to start the day chanting, pause in the middle of the day, perhaps over your meal at lunch a few minutes before you eat your meal, then towards the end of the day as the sun sets, you'll close out the day with some practice of chanting. So the third tip for today would be to work with one mantra at first. This I want to stress because we must receive the mantra from the teacher and then allow it to get grounded in our system through the repetition, through the introspection. We make it a part of us. We understand the mantra. We let it do its magic in our energy field. Remember, the mantra is not only about words, the the sound vibrations. It's also about understanding the mantra at a deep level. And this takes time. You, You are understanding the history of it, the rhythm of it, the pronunciation, the feeling that you get when you're working with that mantra. So that takes time. Therefore, my suggestion is that you work with one mantra and really work with it well. Don't just take one mantra and then jump to the next one and then jump to another one and then keep jumping around. Use one and get to know it very well. And so the fourth, this kind of brings me to the fourth tip, which is to create an affinity with the mantra. Make the mantra your friend. The mantra is like a lifeline. And I believe I've said this before. It's 
it's like a lifeline. So if anything negative happens to you, you can reach out to that mantra. I've heard spiritual teachers say it's like if you fall into a well, somebody tosses down a rope to you. That mantra is the rope that pulls you out of the well. You pull yourself out, actually, with the mantra. The mantra is is the rope, and you are lifting yourself out of the negative condition of being trapped in a well. It's like a flashlight that would you would use in the dark. It enables you to see your way. That's the power of the mantra. And that's that's really a metaphor for what it does for us, for each of us. It is a light on our path that helps us navigate this life and shows us where to go. It leads us. The fifth tip is to go deep into the silence after chanting. So part of the chanting is the act of uttering the words, the sound vibrations out loud. But there are actually other ways to chant where the process gets more deep and some of the sound vibrations are not even spoken aloud. But if you are chanting out loud, you're just just chanting that way, then afterwards, sit in silence. Let the energies transport you and affect you on a deep level. If you jump right up and leave your meditation space, then I would say you probably haven't chanted long enough because when you chant, you get into, naturally get into a very beautiful state where you are not going to be so inclined to jump up quickly. The mantra has calmed down your energy field. So there is no agitation anymore in those moments. Now, there may be agitation later as you move into your day, but the point of this whole spiritual practice is that we bring the calmness, the peace, the tranquility of the practice into our daily activities. And so the agitation should, over time, decrease. And you will notice yourself handling life more easily. You might even surprise yourself. You will be a witness to your own interesting, new, calmer behavior. And you will know without a doubt that it is a result of your personal practice and specifically of the chanting of the mantras, which is a magical and very accessible 
process for anyone who wishes to work with sacred sound. So I hope this has been helpful today. If you are at all interested in the practice of mantra chanting, please feel free to visit the website, which is reikiacademy.org. And there you will find information about the Vedic healing curriculum. And Sanskrit mantras are an integral part of this program that we teach. So I hope this has been helpful. It's just to have provided you with a brief overview of some of the basics of mantra chanting, this incredible science that will transform you on very deep levels and make you just want more, more and more and more of this peace, this goodness. The chanting of mantras is like very, very, very delicious food for the soul. It can be compared to very nutritious food for the soul, something the soul has been missing. And in the chanting, we return to that space. So it's a little bit difficult to describe because it's something that just must be experienced. And it's something that each of us can do. It's accessible to anyone who wishes to work with sacred sound. So I invite you to be in touch and to begin your journey with mantra chanting. As always, if I can be of assistance, please feel free to reach out. Om Asatoma Sadkamaya Tamasoma Jyotirkamaya Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Om Peace 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 Om Sairam Jai Guruji Om Amrite Shwari Namaha Hare Krishna Om Namah Shivaya